Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, and I forgot to put the stevia in it. This will not do. Please stand by. All right, let's try that again. Ah, so much better. It just makes the coffee taste better to have that sweetener in there. Today is Monday, December 19th, uh, closing in on Christmas for those of us who celebrate. I'm actually in good shape. Um, got all the shopping done for the people that need to get shipped out to um, over the weekend. Had Megan and Charlie over for dinner on Saturday night, and that was super fun. It was uh, really great to have them come over, and we just, you know, had a lovely dinner party, hung out and drank champagne, talked. And they thanked me for getting them in the holiday spirit because I hadn't done any decorating yet. So now they're poised to do the thing. And yeah, uh, things are going going pretty well, I think, in general. Um, I have no idea where I stand on the book, except that I know that I did better on Friday. Let's just look and see. Um Oh yeah, I had a good day on Friday. Um, I finally had an hour, the third hour I worked, I got up to 854 words, which is much closer to my um, accustomed output. I don't want to say usual or standard because I haven't been usual or standard for a long time. But that's, I think I'm getting ramped back up into it, which feels really good. Uh, so yeah, so I'm pleased with those things. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the stuff going on around AI art. I mentioned it before uh, with a lot of people. <sighs> yeah, the artists getting very upset um, saying things like they're going to be run out of business. Uh, I know a few people whose art has been fed in to train the artificial intelligence to create similar images. Um, and that like on Tumblr, when their art comes up, there will be the suggested images similar to this that are AI generated. Um, an AI generated piece won a, an art contest. People were very upset about that. And there's a lot of this going around with the ominous um, writers, you know who's next. And, <coughs> excuse me. I have been wrong before, so I'm not going to say that I'm certain on this, but I was thinking a whole lot, especially as I was reading one particular artist's lament on how uh, that this, she was afraid this was going to put her out of business because people generating the AI art are making it for, selling it for less. And it reminded me of <laughs> the advantage of being the age that I am. There's been a, I feel like I talk about this all the time like lately. You know, get out my cane. I, I don't have a cane here, but I do have my magic wand. This is, if you're on video, this is the magic wand I keep beside my desk uh, for CIFWA president so that I can wave the permission wand for people. Uh, so it works for cane shaking too. But when I graduated college in ye old late 80s, 
I had a number of friends who were artists um, and who had studied graphic design and were planning to go into graphic design. And they were uh, similarly lamenting. Uh, that era was, um, I don't really remember why, because I've never paid huge amounts of attention to these things, but it was a difficult time economically. And a lot of um, my fellow graduates were worried about finding jobs. It was a Gen X thing, right? Um, we've always had that in common with millennials and that we grew up in, um, especially in our early twenties, very uncertain times as far as like, what kind of future would we have? But this was the era of the, um, advent of Microsoft, um, and computers where people actually had computers at home on their desktops. And it was an amazing thing. And there was this stuff called clip art. And it came with the software that you could put on your home computer. And it was free art that you could just pop into any document you wanted. And I'm being deliberately a little bit disingenuous here because I'm trying to recapture the, the startlement of the era. Um, fax machines had just become a big deal where like you could actually take a piece of paper and feed it into a machine and it would electronically transmit and appear in another place. It was amazing. We of course did not yet have cell phones. We did not yet have internet. But we could do these miraculous things on our desktop computers. So if I wanted letterhead, I could design my own freaking letterhead and pop a little bit of clip art on there. And it would look just like a graphic designer had done it for me. And it was amazing. And a lot of advertisers were going to using clip art. And so my friends who had started out, I had a couple who'd gotten pretty good jobs right out of college, but then within four or five years, the early nineties, they were finding themselves obsolete because the advertisers would say, well, why should I pay a graphic designer to do this when I can just, um, use this clip art that's free, or I can pay $5 for it. And, and these, there were sites springing up as the internet became a thing, um, you know, by like 90, two or so 93 uh you know there were these sites where you could go and you could get a subscription or you could just buy clip art and you didn't have to pay hundreds of dollars which is what i remember it was one of my friends was a graphic designer and my husband paid him to do a logo for us and it was four or five hundred dollars which was a lot of money then and we almost balked at it except he was a friend and but we but we went back and forth because we're like, well, it we could have just done clip art. Right. And so there was much lamenting. And, uh, one of my friends, uh, left graphic design and went to do something else entirely because he said, there's no future in graphic design. <clears throat> well, oh, best beloved, that turned out not to be the case. Right. Because after a while it became very clear when something was clip art. And people wanted something that not everybody could buy for $5 off of the internet. And people wanted, um, 
stuff that was well designed and as we've come back around you know I, I told a lot of my graphic design friends in the oh early 2000s I guess no early 2010s mid yeah like 2008 that era uh, I said you know people are starting self-published books you should get into book cover design and they're like eh, I don't know was I was I prescient or what so I realize that these kinds of things are really scary I we won't get into the whole you know the politics I already touched a little bit on the copyright aspects of um, AI art and you know like whether or not it's stealing to train AI on your art which I don't know um, it's it's invasive and so forth but I'm not sure that it's actually wrong will artificial intelligence be able to match human creativity you know I'm just gonna come very firmly on the side of no uh, yes they can create certain kinds of things um, but as far as the the inspiration I, I'm gonna stay on the side of that I think that that remains in the human realm uh, I don't know much about graphic design but you know I know a lot of artists have gone to using uh, computer tools in order to create art and if you're using the same tools that the artificial intelligence is I realize that there's going to be a lot of overlap um, but you know can a somebody I, I think a lot of this comes down to whether or not you believe that we are spirits right um, I had a teacher who said that we that we don't have spirits we don't have souls that we are spirits who have bodies and and this is what I believe we'll, we'll get a little bit deep here today um, at one point another writer told me we were talking about cloning and he said um, I, I said something about how as they begin to clone human beings which is probably inevitable that it'll be very interesting to see who occupies the cloned body and he said well um, clones are precisely the same individual uh, in every way as as the source so he says that's already been established it's been answered <laughs> I was like um no but I, I just let it go uh, I I think that if we clone physical bodies that doesn't mean that we're going to clone spirits uh, I think spirits may come and occupy the bodies but I think they're not going to be the same person uh, when I talk about my creative process I talk about the feeling of opening up a door into another realm where uh, you know the the idea of building a campfire where people come and sit by the campfire and tell you their stories uh, I love that feeling I'm not sure I believe an AI is capable of doing that so um, that's where I fall out on it I just feel like um, you know that I realize people want to call attention to it and try to fight it I'm not sure this is something that can be fought and I'm not sure we need to panic um, but I could be wrong but that's where I fall out on this 
Uh, other thoughts. Uh, I want to talk uh, just a little bit about um, body stuff, weight and body. So if you, um, content warning for that, if you don't want to hear about eating and weight loss and so forth, tap out now. Uh, I wanted to give a little bit of a report on my intermittent fasting, which uh, if you've been following me for a long time, you know that I've been doing this for almost a year now, and I'll do a full report on um, January 3rd, but I wanted to talk about it today some because, yeah, I started on January 3rd, 2022, so it's been almost a full year, and I am just really, really happy with the results. So what I've done is I've done the 16-8 intermittent fasting where I fast for six hours and eat during an eight-hour window. I am not militant about it. I occasionally, especially if I'm traveling or at conferences, I, I let it move. The other thing that I have done is I have cut out additional sugars as much as possible. I'm not worrying about um, natural sugars, but anytime when you look on the contents list and it says added sugars, I've been avoiding those as much as possible. Uh, definitely keeping it below 100 grams a day, usually much less than that. And then I've kept up my same exercise regime, which has always been walking on the walking desk. Um, and then I run a mile and a half every other morning and I lift weights on the intervening mornings and you know and do some hiking and stuff like that jump roping i do some jump roping when i lift weights uh, and then yoga starting to incorporate that in but i've not done a lot of that this year and at this point i you know i'm just really super happy because my scale gives me the um you know body fat and muscle percentage and it also gives me a metabolic age and my metabolic age is now two years below my physical age, which I'm thrilled about. And um, I am down officially today 18 pounds from last January 3rd. This is not fast. It's not fast weight loss. Um, it's incremental, but it's it works really well. And you can eat as much during that eight-hour window as you want. In fact, it's good to do that to keep the metabolism up, but I feel like I no longer have this sense of the insulin resistance that I was building up. So even if I do have an excursion, if I go to a conference or do Thanksgiving or whatever, and I'll, my weight will pop up a little bit over that week, and then it goes right back down again, much more like it did when I was younger. It feels much healthier. I feel good. And also my figure is, is great. It's, I've lost weight in the correct places. My waist is down to 30 inches from, um, where did I start out? Um, cause I did keep body measurements too. And let's see at the, let's see, those are my hips. So, uh, I, my hips have gone down by five, almost no, four inches, a little over four inches around my hips. And my waist has gone down um, also four inches. Oh, yeah, four inches. So, uh, and my bust has gone down some, but not quite as much. 
but which is good. <laughs> but it's just I've lost all of this. So much of this is body fat, which is what we want, right? We don't want to lose the muscle, especially women as, you know, are facing menopause and so forth. Uh, when I look at this, um, 18 pounds that I've lost overall, and of that 15 and a half is fat. And so this has just been transformative for me. It's fit very naturally into the way I want to do things anyway. Uh, the biggest thing was giving up my latte and just drinking the coffee with stevia. The stevia does not seem to create an insulin spike. So that's what you're trying to do. And it's been, um, you know, I usually start eating around 11 or 12. I try to keep it like 16 hours from whenever I stopped eating the night before. And I eat much less, but not in an, I'm, I'm not depriving myself. I just, I fill up fast. I've been eating much more healthily. I haven't been wanting the sugars and yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. So highly recommend. Uh, I, but I know that, that that's a difficult topic for many people. Um, but I'll, I'll probably do like a blog post on it, um, to my January 3rd. Uh, and I'm just going to keep doing this and see how my body reacts because it feels like a very comfortable and healthy way for me to eat. I might see if I can go back to adding the latte in the morning and if that changes things, just cause that's such a pleasure to me. But I think I'd be very happy having my latte and not having food, not having any solid food in the morning. So um, I'm off to deal with things. Uh, I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.